Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. Uh, welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. The big story, of course, dominating the world of sport was the uh, tragic death of Kobe Bryant. And we spoke to Todd Macklin, who we've spoken to over many years and often spoken about Kobe in those weekly reports. So it was only right that Todd should pay his own tribute. So you'll you'll hear that this afternoon. We also spoke about the Archbishop of Canterbury FC, a new football yes, team that's, that's been true. formed. And um, we had a bit of a chat we about a the FA Cup. Yeah. And Don't Ask bits. Me was a thriller was, oh, today, thriller. an absolute thriller. Great so thriller. Uh, here it all is. <laughs> Tranmere's throwback pitch really seemed to suit Manchester United. Perhaps the groundsman at Old Trafford started roughing it up a bit. Yeah. That might work for them, you never know. And uh, Scuffing the goal mills. That's true. And what a needless, terrible own goal uh, for Tranmere by uh, Donald Love. Yeah. And I was thinking all the wives of Tranmere supporting men all over the place must have thought they'd done something wrong when, he, when they went, Oh, for this sake, Love! <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? Yeah, what have I done? A lot of people doing that. It was a, a beautiful finish. It right was a corner. lovely one. Volleyed it? right into the corner. <laughs> Fantastic goal. And we it? also saw another one of the flawed Ellery IFAB rules hmm. where they've interfered with something that didn't need to be interfered with. The problem of walking off round the pitch. So we had already had players being abused by the home fans as they walk round the pitch because they're not allowed to leave the way they used to leave. And yesterday we saw Salah definitely pass to Matip. He just looked up and saw him in kit, yeah. walking along, and he passed to him and the ball went out. <laughs> and it's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I, I've got, I'm going to make a sign that says, every action has a reaction, hmm. and I'm going to nail it up on the office wall at IFAB and say, before you mess around with the laws, think about this. Think about what that means, because that's what happens. You change one thing... And it causes another load of problems. And yeah, no, it's very true. That is the problem with with Ellery and all his meddling. It's so annoying and it doesn't help. It doesn't do anything. Leave the game alone. It works quite well without you, thanks. I was quite uh, surprised to see the fastest uh, goal scored the other day by Mansfield was for Danny Rose. Uh, he scored <laughs> and I thought, I thought we probably would have got another Premier League side, at least top half of the championship, but... Uh, it was another one, of course. It was a different. It was a different Danny Rose. That one still will be sorted out probably before uh, Friday. And uh, I watched. I watched Hull Chelsea, obviously, and uh, it was good to see Eric Lehigh again. Uh, he's grown quite a lot since I first met him. Yeah, I knew him when he was Lehigh to a grasshopper. Yeah, I Thank just, you so much. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I thought, I thought I'd get it in before you did. I thought it might be um, some kind of reference to the old TV show Kung Fu back in the day that you might try and work that one in. Yes, but uh, oh, honestly. 
We said to Stuart Pierce was in on Friday. He was he was uh, the co-commentator on that one, and we mm. did say to him uh, uh, that Jared Bowen was going. It was a great shop window for him, and so it proved because he had a cracking game. Yeah, he's it? very decent, isn't he? He's a very decent player, yeah. especially when they put him on the right in the second half, put him up against Alonso. So yeah. that was. Uh, I wonder if you know a few people might have thought, "Well, hello." I mean, they, mm. if they'd done their scouting properly, if you're a Premier League side, you shouldn't be relying on match of the day a week before the window closes <laughs> to buy players. No, you should. But I wouldn't be at all surprised if people did. But the frustrations. Of and we all get frustrated watching our teams, but honestly, Chelsea, they, they just, you can see Frank Lampard's ready to explode. They, they should have won that game. They should have been out of sight. Pedro missed two great chances, and there would have been 4 0, and that would have been the end of it. Same in the first half, you know. So that's the way it goes, though. And uh, I'll tell you where you did see another uh, thing this thing of having VAR at. Uh, Premier League grounds and not at yeah. uh, league grounds. And it didn't matter because it was Portsmouth's third goal, but Curtis definitely handled that ball. Mm. As it, it sort of inadvertently it wasn't a handball, just in the normal way that forwards do. And uh, it would have been disallowed on a Premier League ground. That's ridiculous in the same competition. It's well, even bonkers. with VAR, was one the other day. I'm glad it wasn't, but it could have eased. I haven't even referred the Tanganga one. Did you see it? Yeah. His arm was out a bit. Oh, I mean, no, you know, penalty, if I was it? on the receiving end yeah. of that, I'd be thinking that was a bit naughty. I'm I must say, thankfully, it wasn't from Tottenham's point of view. But I mean, they didn't even refer it, did they? Didn't even look at it. No, no. It looked like uh, Spurs played quite well in that game. Yeah, again, another good performance by Lacelso. He seems to be getting a little run of games. We'll have a chat about. He's a nice footballer, isn't he? He's a nice player. He's a bit like Juan Mata, but with pace. I thought what Harry Wink said was very interesting because you talk about players getting used to it and getting used to the physicality, Mm. all the things you'd expect about a player who comes from one league and comes into the Premier League. But Harry Wink said, um, coming from Spain, uh, you're a little bit more protected by referees out there. He said the refs are more lenient with challenges over here. And I've noticed that a few times. He'd be running and rather than shrug the challenge off, he'd go to the ground and not get a free kick yeah. and lose the ball. And I think it takes you a while does. to learn that because our refs won't have it. Mm. You know, Any contact doesn't necessarily mean a free kick. That's why the idea of signing James Rodriguez for Everton or something like that is absolutely mad. First, I don't think he's right for English football, but it would definitely take him some time to adjust yeah. and uh, if you're buying in January you want them to work straight away it's an interesting one though, it? we'll have a look mm. at some of the transfer stories a little bit later on uh, Andy Brasso is going to take us around Europe if you've been linked with any players mm. uh, who are currently playing uh, in Europe then um, we'll put your questions to Andy we've got some coming in it's good. this is from uh, Mike in Malvern we'll put this to Andy but he's talking about Podenza the, um, uh, to Wolves from Olympiacos mm. Uh, it's going to be quiet, isn't it? That I mean, they're talking well, about it last yeah, week. It could still it happen this did week. Did it not happen? He's a good, good signing. I um, don't think it's happened just yet. But anyway, we'll keep an eye on that, Mike, and we'll uh, see what uh, uh, Andy makes of that. We'll also be uh, chatting to Motti, who uh, I think he was at West Ham, wasn't he? No, Brentford. Oh, he went. Oh, sorry, he went to Brentford. Yeah, I was just yeah, talking they, to Natalie they, about they it. They gave it? him the tour of the new. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, they gave it a go. Brentford. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they were. About, I mean, it was a brilliant goal by uh, Leicester, wasn't it? Mm. And it was helped by that low camera angle. Griffin Park, do you notice mm. that? You felt like you were playing. It was like watching <laughs> on FIFA. It's such a low angle. You're it would so be, it's quite a low stand. Yeah, you feel like you're close to everyone. I quite mm. like it like that. I quite, you know. it used to be like that at White Hart Lane. They used to have yeah. quite a low angle. Didn't no, they? But, I, 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 that was a that was a cracking goal. And West End, they really yeah. are struggling, aren't they? That was a that was a they, poor they, performance. They've got problems then. I don't know what you know. I, trouble is, you know, they're probably not for, to football team. They're probably going beat Liverpool or something daft like that. But they look. With a fixture list, they'll be real twice team. and Man City. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport.
Hawksbeen Jacobs uh, here on Talk Sport and uh, joining us now to pay tribute to Kobe Bryant, as we say, a man we were discussing uh, in his regular uh, Friday afternoon slot uh, only last week. Uh, Todd Macklin joins us. Good afternoon, Todd. Hey, Paul, Andy. Yeah, this is incredibly shocking news. And as Andy has said, such is the profile of the NBA and, and a player like Kobe Bryant is that this is global news, but I'm sure it's being... Uh, felt certainly in the states and Canada. I uh, no question about it. You're right, uh, especially with you know Canada having a, a championship team with the Toronto Raptors. It's just increased the profile of basketball in Canada. Um, you know, it, this is kind of the, the the great time of Canadian basketball with so many of the young stars now in the NBA. That uh, yeah, there's no question. This is just a massive story, and I. I think what makes it so tragic is he was doing, I think what a lot of us do on occasion. And, and that is go to our a sporting event with our child. Now, obviously the mode of transport is very different from most of us uh, do when they take our kids to a sporting event. But I think that's, what's hit so hard is you can relate to that. How many of us have, how many of us have taken our kid and you're, you're mixed with that, you know, that anxiety, that, pride that excitement of watching your kid play a sport that um you know probably most of the parents enjoyed at one time in their lives and to see their their child kind of kind of grasp playing that sport um it, it just i i think it just adds to the layer of, of tragedy and 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 sorrow that all of us are, are kind of feeling over the last 24 hours and we're used to seeing sports stars you know, come along in flashes and do well for a short while. But Kobe sustained his brilliance over 20 years. It's had a long career and he was the fourth highest scorer in the NBA. He only gave that up on Saturday night. It really was a tremendous career. It, no question, Andy. It absolutely, it's a Hall of Fame career. We're talking about Kobe Bryant, you know, of being a top 10 player, a top 15 player all time in the history of the NBA. And, um, you, you mentioned about LeBron passing Kobe to become the third highest scorer. Uh, I, I think that's what's um, so poignant in all of this, too, is on Saturday night, um, LeBron had a chance to talk about Kobe, about passing him and what it meant to him. And he did a very long post-game interview and just talked about the impact that Kobe had on his career. Uh, and it's just so sad that, you know, the next day, how poignant those words were that LeBron talked about. And he talked about, you know, that, that that he passed Kobe in Philadelphia, where Kobe's from. And just, you know, he he just was kind of saying, you know, just kind of the world's aligned that all of this kind of happened. And, you know, we haven't heard from LeBron, uh, his feelings. I know people have said that they were the, the Lakers were in the air flying back from Philadelphia yesterday when they found out the news about Kobe Bryant and there were pictures of, of LeBron very upset on the tarmac as they bore, you know, got off the flight. Um, so I guess that's one person we're waiting to hear from and just how devastated he is about this um, because the Lakers will play the Clippers on Tuesday in a, in a nationally televised game that I would think is going to be a really emotional game on that Tuesday um, as as LA fans get a chance to go back to the court, and my guess is there'll be a big 
a big honoring of of Kobe Bryant this this Tuesday night in Los Angeles when the Lakers play the Clippers. From what I knew him as a, as a player, obviously he had, he had great talent, um, kind of latent talent, which he was born with, but he worked hard, didn't he? He was a bit of a sponge by all accounts. All the great players he played with, certainly on the way up, he learned from and and worked incredibly hard on his career. It wasn't just a reliant, a reliance on, on that uh, kind of talent he was born with. Paul, I think you've nailed that you've nailed what Kobe calls the Mamba mentality in that you're not going to be outworked by anyone. And I, I agree with you um, that, you know, people, especially the superstars, for a lot of people, they get labeled with, well, the superstars have the God given talent. So that's why they're so great. No, the superstars are great because they work harder than anyone else. And yes, a lot of them do have the God given talent. But the great ones work harder. And that Mamba mentality that he developed and wrote a best-selling book about it was just that singular focus that you were going to outwork everyone and that you your goals, you were just going to go after your goals and do whatever it takes to achieve them. And, you know, there's this legendary story of one of the Olympic teams that he was on and some of the young guys at the time. And, you know, when Kobe was on those teams, he was already established, right, three, four times. Uh, NBA champion at that point and some of the younger guys on those teams um, said well you know what we're going to get to the gym early because we want to make a good impression on the coaches Um, so they got to the gym an hour and a half before the scheduled practice well Kobe Bryant was already in a full sweat (laughs) by the time these guys got there an hour and a half before so he would have been there what two and a half hours before and that's you know that's what I think he was known for at the end, just he outworked anyone um, and just gained the respect because in the beginning, guys, he, you know, he didn't have the respect right away. Right. He was he was a kind of brash kid that took that took a lot of shots and, you know, butted heads with Shaq. You know, they won three titles together. But, um, you know, Kobe was kind of the bad guy and really the the, the respect that others developed for him kind of came later in his career um i think as he realized too that you know the things he did early weren't the right things and it was the work ethic that i think he focused on at the end and and garnered all the respect uh by the end of his career Mm. and so many sports people play just for the money no matter how great they are they we've met them over the years they don't even really like the sport but he was a guy who loved his sport i mean the the poem is the love letter to basketball is really moving it's incredible it, it certainly is. And, and of course, won him an Oscar too, right? Like here's a guy that finishes his basketball career, goes into one of the many things he wanted to get involved in and, and an animated short at the Oscars and wins the Oscar. Um, you're right. And you know what, Andy, I want to talk about that very, very quickly is about these guys playing for the love of the game. Um, Kobe at the end of his career, a guy like Tom Brady, they have made the money. They have won the championships. And you wonder, you know, why is Tom Brady still playing? Why was Kobe playing at the end of his career when he, you know, he had missed seasons with the Achilles and the shoulder and the knee or whatever? Because they had all the money in the world. They played it because they love it. You know, Tom Brady's still playing. He doesn't need to, but they're playing because they absolutely love it. And these guys, you know, because you hear a lot of times, you know, guys playing for the love. These guys are actually playing for the love because they've got everything, done it, 
but they still want to play. And that's what he talked about. Like he just absolutely owed everything to basketball and still loved it at the end of his career after 20 years. And obviously still loved it because, you know, coaching his, his daughter's uh, basketball team, like he still was involved in one of, one of the aspects still involved in was basketball. You're only still involved if you absolutely love it. And, and he, he absolutely did. Tom, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. No problem, guys. There we are, Tom yeah, Macklin there on, on Kobe Bryant. And another one of these guys, you know, that, that you could just say the, the one name, known by his first name, you know, yeah, yeah. global fame to that sort of level, really. But no, uh, incredible players. We've spoken a lot about him over the years. It's uh, it's tragic, uh, that news that broke yesterday after, sorry, yesterday evening. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Billy the Barmy Army's trumpeters last day. It is, that's right. That's good news, though. He pl- well, he plays in sort of pit orchestras. Uh, oh, yeah, no, he's a proper, proper, a proper musician, isn't he? he is, yeah. Somebody blows a trumpet. So I think it's he's, interesting to he's hear got the... young kids. His missus has said enough is enough, I think, apparently. It was interesting to hear the players talking about the Barmy Army. They're saying yeah. how much it means to them and how yeah. much it's inspired them. They gave them a I signed shirt, didn't I they? personally can't stand them, but that's... Oh, OK. Uh, well, I can't. <laughs> well, know. they obviously support the boys. They're <laughs> yeah. fans, aren't they? Yeah. So, uh, anyway, as we said, we will... It's uh, the songs that drive you mad when you're there. When you're sitting next to them, it does drive you completely bonkers. Yes. I saw this in the sun on Saturday. A restaurant has been given a Guinness World Record for having 207 types of milkshake really? on their menu in Cape Town, South Africa. And I did start to... <laughs> what a pointless exercise going... Vanilla, chocolate, strawberry, banana. I, yeah. I didn't get further than that. <laughs> Mango. Yeah. I suppose it's every fruit and that, but still, even so, two hundred and seven. Yeah, is a you know 
quite a quite an achievement by them. Well done to them. Yeah, it's tr- tremendous. Were you going to pop in the moose and go in there and find one they hadn't got? Of course, he's a big fan of the milkshake, isn't he? <laughs> he is, really. We did say when they announced mm. all the TV games, the one standout TV game that I thought, what's the point? And did actually say, I think, I mean, mm. if, if we could be that bothered, we'd go and find the clip. But I'm fairly certain I said... Man City Fulham has got 4-0 written all over it. I think you did say that. Um, and I just, it, it did strike me, <clears throat> excuse me, it did strike me as an odd TV game because yeah. if you look at City's record in the FA Cup at home, they rarely score less than four, whoever they're playing. So um, it was an odd one. We'll be discussing that with Motti uh, very shortly, those TVs. I wonder if sometimes the commentators go... Mm. Why have we picked that one? What's that? It's always going to be Matt Sempre Manchester United. We know that. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport. We will hear from Joe Root uh, in this hour of the show, uh, chatting to our guys uh, out in Johannesburg. 3 1. Uh, series win. It's great to have Mark Wood fit and firing, isn't it? Especially yeah. with the ashes coming up. Oh, if they can keep him fit. Yeah, and get Joffre Archer, Archer and, yeah, firing. True. Good. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff come out of this. You know, Sibley oh, yeah. has had his moments and Don Bess has been great, hasn't he? Pope's been good. Yeah, a lot, of, lot of positives. Yeah. A lot of plus. Not so much for South Africa, though. They've got big problems. No, they? no, they have. They need a bit of a shake-up, don't they? And well done, Mark Wood. Yeah, completely deserves that uh, man of the match. Again, when he came in yesterday, he started having a bit of a hit out. He was good fun <laughs> no, to watch. No, he's batted he? well, but it's Stokes is the one that he's just, you know, when you're struggling, like they were struggling today. You just throw him the ball, you know, he'll do something incredible. Yeah. Anyway, I was saying before we went to the interview with Joe, I got a nice fact for Motti that I oh, forgot yeah. to give him. It was, actually, uh, we would have known this, but it, the longest FA Cup tie in history mm. was Oxford United versus Alverchurch in the fourth qualifying round in 1971-72. They played six matches. Cool, blimey. That won't happen again. <laughs> Definitely not. Imagine Jurgen Klopp's face if that happened. <laughs> Five replays. Yeah. Now, I presume this is something to do with the sponsors or some association with West Brom, but their mascot is a boiler called Colin the Combi. Oh, yeah. Have you not seen him before? No, I've never West seen Brom. him before. Yeah. Well, he's West Brom's. He's a bit of a legend. Isn't he really? Because, is he? Yeah. Well, he's a bit of a boiler. Well, he's literally a boiler. Literally a boiler. Now, people were queuing up to have their picture taken with him. It is quite weird. Yeah. And it looks like Leeds haven't gone down the Billy Sharp route, they were saying, weren't they, on Match of the Day? Oh, yeah, they're uh, doing a very good job trying to him, sell him. If you're, if you're a championship side, though, kind of mm. looking for goals that might get you into the playoffs... He looks like the answer, doesn't he? I mean, I don't see why you wouldn't. Maybe no. Leeds will make make that move as well. He played for the club before. Surely he's so. a better bet than the, the bloke that Andy Brassel was talking about that's well, had a few problems and all that. I mean, I know he sounds more glad. It's Carlos Kickerball, isn't it? The old story. <laughs> it is. Well, you well, know, look, no, but Andy said he's a very good player with an attitude problem. You yeah. know, he's been at big clubs. Whereas Billy Sharp's a very good player with no attitude problem. Got yeah. the right attitude. So yeah. I don't know. Anyway, there you go. We'll find out. Maybe they'll link in the two of them up. Mm. Uh, who knows? Now, Megan Markle's dad. Oh, yeah. Is he coming in? No, he isn't really. He's He's been talking about it because he stopped talking about them. But he's, he reckons the couple are going to uh, get into all these branded goods. And amongst the uh, goods that he thinks they're going to produce are branded condoms. Really? Yeah. Uh, well, they'd be called Safe Sussex. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Good. Clever, that. Come on. You, you, I'd send that to him. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's Well, I, I don't know how to get in because they've got uh, seven people looking after their image rights, according to the papers yesterday. Uh, I don't know. It sounds like I'm not sure about that. Well, that's what it said. They named them all here. You've got it? an inside track on that, Andy, but we can't talk about it publicly, can we? Oh, 
Have we? Oh no, you, you tell oh, me. Yeah. You got, oh, that's no, why no, we do oh, don't yeah. ask me. Sorry, yeah, sorry. And he's found stuff out. He's found stuff <laughs> I out. I can't tell you He that. knows the dynamic, but he can't. He just can't tell us. I can't. He can't tell us otherwise. <laughs> yeah. be, otherwise, I'd be in trouble. Oh. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Well, Hawksby and Jacobs uh, here on TalkSport. Now, we have uh, often crossed to Rome, haven't we? A couple mm. of times and spoken to Paddy Agnew, the uh, the Vatican correspondent out there, old mate, to talk about Vatican FC. Yes. And the team that will form there. Well, there is a new ecclesiastical kid on the block. Okay. And this is, and they could well be playing the, the Vatican FC. This is Archbishop of Canterbury FC. Bit of a mouthful when someone says, give us an A. <laughs> You'll be there for a while, won't you? But it's uh, it's fantastic. He had to give us the whole backstory to that. He's the man that has put the team together. He's uh, the Reverend Puya Hadari. Good afternoon. Good to talk to you. Good afternoon. It's good to talk to you both, Paul and Andy. Thank yeah, you. so yeah. Uh, this yeah sounds uh, very exciting. Obviously, you've um, give us a little bit of your background because you played uh, when you were living in Iran, Puya. You played at a, a good level, didn't you? Yeah, under twenty three. Um, I'm from the southwest of the country, and this is where I played for the different teams, and I trained with the team that uh, it was in the Premier League at the time. Uh, and uh, the, the whole story is when I did my training um, at Durham, uh, I did it at St. John's College, and I was the club captain and um, playing, you know, uh, with the, several different teams. And I came across of quite a few trainer vicars that they played a very good uh, level of football. And the whole idea of forming the Church of England football just... Um, gave birth while I was at the training. So when I was ordained, uh, I knew that um, Bishop Tony Porter, Bishop of Southwell, uh, was um, Archbishop of Canterbury and York's ambassador into sports. So I just approached him with the idea. And from there, he was very helpful, just putting me in touch with quite a few people. And from there, we formed the team. And I'm glad also Moise Hebworth, uh, who is... Um, you know, the former former Sunderland player in the FA Cup. He's our coach as well. So through oh. a mutual friend, wow. uh, he he was introduced to me. And when we talked, we both felt that there is something really special, especially, you know, football in the northeast and around this country. And it, it's a global language, isn't it? It is. Of course, Vickers are uh, human. I mean, do, do you have to have higher standards of behaviour than other football teams to <laughs> no diving? Uh, no, I didn't mean, yeah. I mean, no swearing, really. <laughs> well, uh, this is what we are working on. You know, what is just off the pitch. We are working on the culture of the team, the philosophy, and uh, the what we are hoping to create that, that place of friendship that, you know, we are all human with our weaknesses. And sometimes we can have a quick temper because of a bad tackle or whatever, especially in the world of football. Uh, but what we are trying to do is uh, all through um, from our coaching uh, team to the players, we are hoping if something like that is going to happen for whatever reason, we hope not. But if it happens, you can rely on your mates uh, that try to just basically calm you down. And uh, this is where we are really working on it. But we are hoping that nothing really happens in that regard. And as Morris always just says in his 
uh, interview suggested that he would like to work on the culture to be the role model uh, that we are there with uh, with the message. We want yes, of course, we want to play competitive football. Yes, it's not just about the result, but it is about the friendship that we form that goes beyond playing football. So, is there a plan to play against the likes of uh, the sort of Vatican team uh, at some point? Yes, that's right. Because the cricket team uh, has had uh, quite a few tours so far. Uh, they go every year, and uh, Vatican has been really kind with receiving them. Uh, and th- th- that has been the relationship that has been for the last few years, as I said. So there is a great opportunity. We have had uh, uh, invitations to just go and play in Vatican uh, against Vatican City. As well as uh, I've heard uh, that Swiss guards, they have a team as well. It's very exciting. <laughs> so, oh, right. Uh, no chance against them. I think. Yeah, One right. of the fittest I mean, people on earth. Um, and there are quite a lot of seminaries that they have football teams. So there are uh, obviously uh, potentials. But also the Lutheran Church in Germany has showed their um, interest to, to basically uh, we host them here in this country and also hopefully next year we can go and join them in, in the big conference that they have in 2021. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, in uh, a couple of weeks, we are going down to Swindon where the church house, Westminster staff, they are coming to have a friendly. And this is going to be our first uh, formal game, really. Right, OK. Yeah, but hopefully eventually get to the Ecclesiastical World Cup. Yeah, that's worrying. What about the team's, team. team's colours? Mm. Uh, is, is it black shirt with a white round collar? <laughs> no, it's the Archbishop of Canterbury logo. So it's going to be navy blue uh, with a bit of white and a couple of bits of uh, red and yellow in it. Oh, right. So, uh, because it's... We keep it uh, with with the colour coordinated that it is within the logo. Fantastic. Well, look, good to talk to you, uh, Pia, and very best of luck with the team. Yeah, lovely to talk to you, and thanks for having me. There we are, uh, the Reverend Pia yeah. Hadari there, who's the uh, the driving force and team captain of Archbishop of Canterbury FC. Uh, Lou's been in touch. He said, well, they play at Vicarage Road. <laughs> V-I-C, obviously, capital letters. Yeah, yeah, we get the idea. Do they want <laughs> Sam Allardyce as the manager? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Um, they surely have to run out to anything by Reverend and the Makers, says David. Oh, yeah, probably. Um, they'll definitely use a mitre, won't they, when it comes to the, the football <laughs> of choice? Of course it will. They'll have to, won't they? So go on, then, if you want, within reason. Yes. Well, I seem to think Max did Max ask for this on Saturday. So you may just be regurgitating because I think Charlie and Max, this story broke on Saturday. Oh, well. But okay. anyway, we don't want to nick their material, but um, no. for the, yeah, we'll find out. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Don't ask me to leave it out. Here we go then, five questions based on last week's show. Can Andy get the elusive five out of five? Let's try it. Alexis Sale joined us on Friday. Oh, yeah. Um, loves his football. Um, more or less told us he is a, he is a red as he was born mm. very close to Anfield. But I'd taken up another sport in recent years off the back of, a, of an illness. Can you remember what it was? It was a kind of Tai Chi... Um, take one do sort of like oh, hybrid that's a name it was Kung Fu and Kung Tai Fu, Chi yeah. it was like martial arts I would have taken martial Andy arts, as it's yeah. the first one to ease you in thank you very um, much very generous Molly McElwee the journalist from the Telegraph joined us to oh, yeah. tell us about a piece that she wrote about what last week <laughs> god it was interesting too it was an interesting chat Molly, wasn't it? I remember yeah. the chat with her good chat I, clearly don't. Good chat. I do but I do <laughs> he remember talking, talking to her but there was the talking point was about what 
Um, it was a kind of a, a whole study of something in women's sport. That should help. Women's me. sport, women's, women's. <sighs> I'd say injuries, but it's not. The it right. was Kit, Sandy. Oh, Kit. <laughs> we spoke to we spoke to Peter Farrow from Farrow and Farrow, the estate agents. Yeah. Uh, what was he trying to sell? Football ground. A football ground. That's right, Edenfield FC. Um, Marley. Chris Devine joined us. He's a Stoke fan. He's running a marathon for every win by which team? Wigan. Wigan. Oh, I see you're on fire now. Oh. And uh, we spoke to the crew captain last week who finally got his hair cut. What's his name? Yeah, good question. Oh, oh <laughs> NG. That's right, yeah, yeah. I can't remember his first name. Perry NG. Perry NG. So really, it was just kids. Oh. Oh, that kit. was close. It nearly swore. <laughs> oh, kit, he says. Just about recovered. Oh, okay. That was one of my better efforts. It was. It was That was borderline exciting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> ish. And we spoke about Archbishop of Canterbury FC. Most of them were very puntastic, but uh, Wayne said, I can't stand them. He said, they've got a divine right to win everything. <laughs> very good, Wayne. You were the star of those. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. There we are. I just thought you were going to get it. I thought you were so close to getting it. I was Adrian Durham's so funny, though. He saw me swear. I didn't swear. I sort of mouthed the swear. Then he says, oh, get that social media. Put that out. He dobbed you in. So hoping that I'll get the sack. (laughs) Oh, no, he didn't. It didn't go. It wasn't audio, was it, really? If this was telly, it'd be different. Yeah, uh, well, that's true. (laughs) Anyway. um, Don't think Don't Ask Me would be on telly. Well, I don't know. I've seen worse formats. Me too. Uh, It's very reliant on you and your memory. It wouldn't work for anybody else because they just remember it. You've won the car again. (laughs) You have a show that gives away... What car? Million quid. Yeah. (laughs) What's a car? show that gives away a car every five minutes, apart from when Andy does it. Anyway, we'll see you tomorrow from one. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. 